Hello, and welcome to Serrated Edge. I'm Gavin Snyder, and today I'm reading The Twits by Roald Dahl. I hope you enjoy. The Twits. Chapter? I have no idea at this point. The carpet goes on the ceiling. What now? They all cried, looking at Mugwump. Aha, cried Mugglewump. Now for the fun. Now for the greatest upside down trick of all time. Are you ready? We're ready, said the monkeys. We're ready, said the birds. Pull out the carpet, shouted Mugglewump. Pull this huge carpet out from under the furniture and stick it to the ceiling. Onto the ceiling, cried one of the small monkeys. But that's impossible, Dad. I'll stick you on the ceiling if you don't shut up, snapped Mugglewump. He's dotty, they cried. He's barmy. He's batty. He's nutty. He's screwy. He's wacky, cried the roly-poly bird. Poor old Muggles has gone off his wump at last. Oh, do stop shouting such rubbish and give me a hand, said Mugglewump, catching hold of um one corner of the carpet. Pull, you nitwits, pull. Um, the carpet was enormous. It covered the entire floor from wall to wall. It had a red and gold pattern on it. It was not easy to pull an enormous carpet off the floor when the room was full of tables and chairs. Pull, yelled Mugglewump. Pull, 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 pull. It was like a demon hopping around the room and telling everyone what to do. But you couldn't blame him. After months and months of standing on his head with his family, he couldn't wait for the time when the terrible twits would would be doing the same thing. At least that's what he hoped. With the monkeys and the birds all pulling and puffing, the carpet was dragged off the floor and finally hoisted onto the ceiling. And there it stuck. All at once, the whole ceiling of the living room was carpeted in red and gold. The furniture goes up. Now the table, the big table, shouted Mugwump. Turn the table upside down and put a dollop of sticky glue onto the bottom of each leg. Then we should, then we shall stick that onto the ceiling as well. Hoisting the huge table upside down on the ceiling was not an easy job, but they managed it in the end. Will it stay there, they cried. Is the glue strong enough to hold it up? It's the strongest glue in the world, Mugglewump replied. It's the special bird-catching, bird-killing glue for smearing on trees. Please, said the roly-poly bird. I have asked you before not to mention that subject. How would you like it if it was monkey pie they made everyone say and all your friends had been boiled up? And I went on talking about it. I do beg your pardon, said Mugglewump. I'm so excited that I hardly know what I'm saying. Now the chairs! Do the same with the chairs! All the chairs must be stuck upside down to the ceiling and in the right places. Oh, do hurry up, everybody. Any moment now, those two filthy freaks are going to come rushing in with guns. The monkeys, with the birds helping them. Put glue on the bottom of each chair leg and hoisted them up on to the ceiling. Now the smaller tables, shouted Mugglewump, and the big sofa, and the sideboard, and the lamps, and all the tiny little things, the ashtrays, the ornaments, and that beastly plastic gnome on the sideboard. Everything, absolutely everything must be stuck to the ceiling. 
It was terribly hard work. It was especially difficult to, um, to stick everything onto the ceiling in exactly its right place. But they got it done in the end. What now? Asked the roly-poly bird. He was out of breath and so tired he could hardly flap his wings. Now the pictures, cried Mugglewump. Turn all the pictures upside down. Will one of you birds please fly out onto the road and watch to see when those frumptious freaks are coming back? I'll go, said the roly-poly bird. I'll sit on the telephone wires and keep guard. It'll give me a rest. The raven swooped over. They had only just finished the job when the roly-poly bird came swooping in, screaming, They're coming back! They're coming back! Quickly, the birds flew back onto the roof of the house. The monkeys rushed to their cage, into the air cage, and a moment later, Mr. and Mrs. Twit came marching into the garden, each carrying a few a fearsome-looking gun. I'm glad to see those monkeys are so upside down, said Mr. Twit. They're too stupid to do anything else, said Mrs. Twit. Hey, look at all those cheeky birds still up there on the roof. Let's go inside and load our lo- lovely new guns, and bang, 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 and bird pie for and then it'll be bang, 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 and bird pie for supper. Just as Mr. and Mrs. Twit were about to enter the house, two black ravens swooped low over their heads. Each bird carried a paintbrush in its claw, and each paintbrush was smeared with sticky glue. As the ravens whizzed over, they brushed a streak of sticky glue onto the tops of Mr. and Mrs. Twit's heads. They did it with the lightest touch, but even so the, so the twins... So the Twits both felt it. Who's that? cried Mrs. Twit. Some beastly bird had, has dropped his dirty droppings on the head. On mine too, shouted Mr. Twit. I felt it. I felt it. Don't touch it, cried Mrs. Twit. You'll get it all over your hands. Come inside and we'll wash it off at the sink. The filthy, dirty brutes, yelled Mr. Twit. I'll bet they did it on, on purpose. Just wait till I've loaded up my gun. Mrs. Twit got the key from under the doormat where Mugglewump had carefully replaced it, and into the house they went. The Twits are turned upside down. What's this? gasped Mr. Twit as they entered the living room. What happened? screamed Mrs. Twit. They stood in the middle of the room. Um, Yeah, they stood in the middle of the room looking up. All the furniture... The big tables, the chairs, the sofa, the lamps, the little side tables, the cabinet with bottles of beer in it, the ornaments, the electric fire, the carpet, everything was stuck upside down to the ceiling. The pictures were upside down on the walls, and the floor they were standing on was absolutely bare. What's more, it had been painted white to look like the ceiling. Look, screamed Mrs. Twit. That's the floor. The floor's up there. This is the ceiling. We are standing on the ceiling. We're upside down, gasped Mr. Twit. We must be upside down. We are standing on the ceiling, looking down at the floor. Oh, help, screamed Mrs. Twit. Help, help, help. I'm beginning to feel giddy. So am I. So am I, cried Mr. Twit. I don't like this one bit. We're upside down and all the blood's going to my head, screamed Mrs. Twit. If we don't do something quickly, I shall die. I know I will. I've got it, cried Mr. Twit. I know what we'll do. We'll stand on our heads. Then anyway, we'll be the right way up. 
And so they sit on their heads, and of course, the moment the tops of their heads touched the floor, the sticky glue that the ravens had brushed on a few moments before did its job. They were stuck. The, they were pinned down, cemented, glued, fixed to the floorboards. Through a clack in the crack in the door, monkeys watch. They jump right out of their cage the moment the twits had gone inside, and the roly-poly bird watched. All the other birds flew in and out to catch a glimpse of this extraordinary sight. The monkeys escape. That evening, Mugglewump and his family went up to the big wood on top of the hill, and in the tallest tree of all, they built a marvelous treehouse. All the birds, especially the big ones, the crows and rooks and magpies, made their nests around the treehouse so, so that nobody could see it from the ground. You can't stay up here forever, you know, the roller bird, bird said. Why not, said, Mug said Mugglewump. It's a lovely place. Just you wait till the winter comes, the roller bird the roly-poly bird said. Monkeys don't like cold weather, do they? They most certainly don't, cried Mugglewump. And the winters are so very... Are the winter... Are the winters so very cold over here? It's all snow and ice, said the roly-poly bird. Sometimes it's so cold a bird will wake up in the morning with his feet frozen to the bough that he's been roosting on. And then what shall we do, cried Mugglewump. Well, my family will be deep-freezed. No, they won't, said the roly-poly bird, because when the, the first leaves start falling from the trees in the autumn, you can fly all the way home to Africa with me. Don't be ridiculous, Mugglewump said. Monkeys can't fly. You can sit on my back, said the roly-poly bird. I shall take you one at a time. You will travel by the roly-poly super jet, and it won't cost you a penny. The twists get the shrinks. And down here in the horrid house... Mr. and Mrs. Twit are still stuck upside down to the floor of the living room. It's all your fault, said Mr. Twit, thrashing his legs in the air. You're the one, you ugly cow, who went hopping around and shouting, We're upside down! We're upside down! And you're the one who, stand, who said to stand on our heads so we'd be the right way up, you whiskery old warthog, screamed Mrs. Twit. Now we'll never get free. We're stuck here forever. You may be stuck here forever, said Mr. Twit, but not me. I'm going to get away. Mr. Twit wriggled and squirmed, and he squiggled and wormed, and he twisted and turned, turned, and he choggled and churned, but the sticky glue held him to the floor just as tightly as it had once held the poor birds in the big dead tree. He was still as upside down as ever, standing on his head. But heads are not made to be stood upon. If you stand on your head for a very long time, a horrid thing happens. And this is where Mr. Twit got his bigger shot of shock, his biggest shock of all. With so much weight on on it from above, his head began to get washed into his body. Quite soon, it had disappeared completely, sunk out of sight in the fatty folds of his flabby neck. I'm shrinking, burbled Mr. Twit. So am I, cried Mrs. Twit. Help me, save me, call the doctor, yelled Mr. Twit. I'm getting the dreaded shrinks. And so he was. Mrs. Twit was get Mrs. Twit was getting the dreaded drinks too. And and this time it wasn't a fake. It was the real thing. Their heads shrank into their necks. 
then their necks begin shrinking into their bodies, and their bodies begin shrinking into their legs, and their legs begin to sh- shrinking into their feet. And one week later, on a nice sunny afternoon, a man called Fred came round the door to, to, to read the gas meter. Nobody answered the door. Fred peeped into the house, and there he saw on the floor of the living room two bundles of old clothes, two pairs of shoes, and a walking stick. There's nothing more in the world left but Mr. and Mrs. Twit. And everyone, including Fred, shouted, Hooray! That's it. We finished the book. It was pretty long. I hope you liked it. It's our first book finished. This episode was produced, as always, by me, Gavin Snyder. It was narrated by me, Gavin Snyder. And the intro music was made by Grandpa Mark. If you would like to support Serrated Edge, you can subscribe wherever you listen. And you can tell a friend about us. You can make a poster. And you can send in an audio report. I hope you liked it. It's our first book we finished.